All right, welcome back to another electrifying edition of the My Colony podcast. This is Brandon, and um, I'm recording the podcast this morning while drinking my delicious morning coffee out of the My Colony mug, which actually makes everything taste better. So, with that little plug here, today we're going to talk about the uh, version 1.3.0 patch, which I just released um, last yesterday this i called it the crime update part one but the the crime aspect only ended up being a small part of the update but we'll go over that stuff first um for those of you who don't know over the next few updates i'm going to be implementing both crime and mass transit into the game and i started with crime because the mass transit requires some game file changes to be made in order for it to work properly so it's going to be a few updates before I can roll that out because those changes need to uh, go out to most people's games so that the whole system works properly so you can be looking for mass transit coming soon-ish but first is crime and this update what I did is I added all the crime related buildings into the game so you can go ahead and get those built in your colonies and on the next update I am going to be actually turning on crime so this actually gives you time to prepare for it um you might remember on version 1.0 i made a big change with how medical and entertainment and education worked but i didn't give a lot of time to transition into how the new system works so it caused a lot of problem for people's colonies and i'm really sorry about that but the way i implemented it all there's no way to kind of slowly do it but I think a lot of those problems are behind us now, and I don't expect the crime update to be as uh, disruptive, we'll say, as the other one was, so that's good. Ultimately, crime is going to work pretty much like uh, the other, like um, entertainment and medical and whatnot. They, you're going to have to have security stations in a certain radius around your residential and business buildings. The radius is 60 tiles, so it's pretty generous. And if the land value of a business or a house is low, there will be a chance for crime to show up there. And if there's a security office nearby, then that criminal will go to jail. If all the jails are full, then that criminal will raise your crime statistic and then the higher the crime goes the lower your land value goes which in turn makes the crime go up even higher and makes your approval go down if you have enough police or if you have enough land value and you don't even need police everything will be fine everything will run smoothly but if you have an area of your map where things start spiraling out of control um, you can get into a situation where your crime just keeps growing and growing and the land value is lower and lower and people are moving out and it's a bad deal so it's just one more thing to look out for the new buildings for crime the humans got a small security station which you can pretty much build right at the beginning and they got a regular size security station which can be upgraded to a security precinct headquarters uh, for the Zolarg they got a let's see square of shame I think I called it and on this building you basically tie a few Zolargs up in the town square and people can walk by and throw uh, you know tomatoes at them I think I wrote in the game they spit up ant paste or sugar at him or something and they also got a, uh, a mound a mound of justice which is kind of just like a big police station on the reptilian side i added a security bonus to the already existing what did i call those buildings there's one with the insectoid who's kind of up on the wood board like he's being crucified and there's the uh, torture booth those both got a security upgrade and i also added one new security building which is the re-education station 
the deal with the reptilians is it does, they don't need as much crime stuff because their population is so low compared to the other two civilizations. In addition to, okay, so those are all the crime buildings. In addition to that, I've added a few more buildings. The um, I saw a suggestion post with a bunch of upgrades to existing buildings that I'm probably going to implement all of them over the coming updates. One of them was a uh, upgraded pub called the Community Pub, which is a taller building, and uh, it looks nicer than the original pub, so it's good to upgrade it if you have the old pubs. I've also introduced a new technology called Advanced Nanotechnology for Humans, and this is now the uh, current endgame technology because it's super expensive to unlock, and it unlocks the ability to build nanite factories, which in turn builds a new resource called nanites, which are uh, little tiny robots that can uh, be injected in your body or can do stuff in factories. And I kind of stole the idea from a, uh, an old Star Trek episode where I think nanites take over the spaceship. And so this is a new resource, nanites. There's a couple new buildings to go along with it. Um, there's a nano clinic, which is an upgrade to the uh, the small medical clinic that can hold a lot of people, and it's only a one-by-one one building. There's also a nanite infusion clinic, and this is actually an education center where they uh, inject nanites into your brain, which causes you to get smart. I think if you zoom in on the building, you, I kind of drew like a little drill drilling into the back of a colonist's head. It's sometimes hard to see the little stuff on these graphics. And so in the coming updates, um, nanites and nanotechnology will be pushed out to the other civilizations as well. There will be more miniaturization stuff, and it will really let you build your colonies more compactly, more efficiently, and fit more stuff onto the regular map sizes. You know, I was really thinking while I was working on this update, um, I wasn't planning on adding the new tech or anything, but I thought, you know, transcendence has been the end game for so long now, and I don't think that really needs to be the end game. As far as I'm concerned, the end game can be pushed out a long ways yet. And so I think over the next few months, or maybe all throughout the year, I'm going to, with each update, keep adding more later game and expensive uh, technologies and new buildings and stuff like that, just to push the length of the game out further and further and further. So there's something for old players to do, so it takes longer to go from beginning to end. And, frankly, it's easier and more fun to add new content like that than it is to uh, rewrite the whole game engine like I kind of did for version 1.0. So going forward, you can look forward to a lot more content, a lot more later game content, and I think that'll be good for everybody, and it probably has the potential to totally change the game again, but in a good way, I think. So now I just want to talk about a couple of the other things I added. I saw a post in the forum. People have been talking about this for a while, but I just never got to it. But there's always a problem in the game where if you had a commonwealth, you know, there, there's a concept of the payroll assistance where you uh, can set what percent of the payroll your child colonies will be reimbursed, and then every time their payroll comes up, it just sends it to you, and you send them the money. But what players were doing is when they were a member of a commonwealth, they would jack their the wages of their citizens up sky high, and then they'd get these extraordinary payroll payments from their commonwealth leader, then they'd just tax their citizens and get all the money. And it was a really easy way to just build up a ton and ton of money. So this uh, loophole is now gone. When you start a game, there is a cap now 
on how much payroll you will pay out during each payroll cycle. And the default is set at $50,000. So it's not $50,000 per person. That's a total. So if they have all their wages sky high and they send you a payroll bill for $10 million, you'll only pay $50,000. Now that's the default. It's easy to change. You go into the labor menu and there's a new option for changing the maximum payroll payout amount and you can set it anywhere from zero to a million and a million is the new cap because you know I figure if you're a brand new player just starting the game you really don't need to be getting millions of dollars each payroll time from your commonwealth leader you gotta actually learn how to make money your own way and if somebody really thinks you need that much money well they can just gift it to you no problem so this kind of gets uh, rid of the back doorway of people robbing their commonwealth leader at the beginning of the game. And so my opinion is that this change kind of solves that problem for good now. If it needs tweaked more, you can let me know in the forum, but I think, uh, I think we got it at this point. The other thing I added, um, you might remember after 1.0, because of the way I totally rewrote how colonists work, there's no longer colonists walking around on your city, which makes it kind of look empty and dull. So now there are colonists walking around on the city again. These, because of the way the game works now, these are all simulated colonists. It basically what it does is it takes a look at your population. It looks at um, what kind of jobs each person has, and then it creates a bunch of fake colonists uh, based on what how many jobs of certain types everybody has. And then it just has them randomly walking around your map from building to building. And so... On a brand new colony, it kind of looks weird still. I'll, I'll tweak it a little bit, but right now, when you first start out, you'll have a colonist just like walking back and forth between your lander and your solar panel, and it looks dumb, but it works better on a big colony. And now, instead of um, being able to turn colonist rendering on and off, it's now a variable slider, so you can scroll it all the way down to have zero colonists show up, or you can jack it all the way up to 10,000, I think, is the max. Now, if you set it for 10,000, it doesn't mean that 10,000 people will be walking around if your population's not that high. That's just the maximum amount of colonists that it will draw. And so go ahead and take a look at it. You might have to adjust the slider based on your device, uh, how powerful your device is to get it working good. If you, When you set it up to like 10,000, it doesn't just throw in 10,000 right away. It kind of slowly ramps up how many colonists are showing up because it would be really expensive to create all these colonist objects at one time. And I don't want to have a hiccup in the game. So it kind of slowly ramps it up. But I did have on my main colony, which has about 300,000 people, I had it set to 10,000. It actually, performance-wise, is similar to how the game used to be before I implemented the uh, changes from version 1.0. So it's really not that big of a hit. I mean, that's on my development computer, but it look, the streets look crowded. It was kind of cool. But I set the default, I think, for maybe 150 or 200. I don't remember. You just got to play around with it and get a level to where it looks good and the performance is good. So that's colonist rendering. Finally, I've kind of amped up the uh, the IQ output of the university. Uh, there was kind of a problem in the game where one of the buildings, I think it was maybe the research converter, required more IQ than what the university provided. And so the only way you could get people to work at your research converters was to have a bunch of the, the little transcendent academy buildings, which don't educate near as many people. And I, it's kind of a flaw, I felt like. So the university can now 
output enough IQ to where people can actually work at the research converters. And come to think of it, that change might make the uh, Transcendent Academy worthless, so I might buff that up in some other ways moving forward. We'll see. I'll think about it. So, well, I guess that's kind of all I wanted to talk about in this episode of the podcast. 1.3.0 should be hitting all devices now. The slowest one is usually Amazon, so if you have a Kindle tablet, maybe you don't have it yet, but I suspect all other all other devices already do have the update, so go ahead and get it, play it, tell me if you like it, tell me what's wrong, and as I said before, the next update is going to finish off the crime thing, I'm going to add more late game text, not just to humans, but to everybody, everything will be good. I also, uh, in the next month, want to do another update to Colony Wars, which is somewhat related to this game. Uh, It needs more units, um, bug fixes, all that shebang. So be looking forward to a Colony Wars update as well. Also, kind of in the My Colony universe, I am almost done with the game Demos 3. If you played any of the other two Demos games, the second one kind of leaves off on a cliffhanger of sorts, and uh, people have asked me, from time to time if I'm ever going to finish that game. Well, I actually have been working on it, and I plan to finish it maybe this week, maybe next week. So look forward to that, too. Um, I also have a new uh, My Starship update in the works, which is also kind of in the My Colony universe, so you can look forward to that. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff going on in the My Colony world to look forward to. I think it's all good. I think it's all positive, and... So thank you, everybody, for being a part of it, for listening to the podcast, for supporting my game, even when I sometimes break it, and stay tuned for more. Goodbye.